What's going on, KS Nation? It's your boy Kendrick Bear, the Dreadlock Boy here, and welcome back to another Dreadlock Boy Talk Live. For those of you who are listening, welcome to the Dreadlock Boy Cast. This is the official first episode of my new podcast that I've started up. Um, this, of course, is another episode of Dreadlock Boy Talk Live that you've seen countless times here on my YouTube channel. Uh, before I get into the subject, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. If you are listening to podcasts, you can definitely find me on Anchor, um, iTunes, any of the streaming podcast streaming service that exists. You can definitely find me there and subscribe, follow me. Um, I'm going to try to keep the schedule pretty simple. I'm going to try to upload uh, a podcast every Saturday morning, if possible. Um, depending on what the situation, depending on what the subject is about, I'm going to try to upload a podcast every Saturday morning. Of course, on YouTube, this will be up whenever I get to editing it and things like that. But all that being said, let's just get into the topic of discussion. Now, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do my first podcast on, uh, because there's so many different things I could talk about. But one of the things, and this was actually, um, proposed to me by a friend of mine um he had wanted me to talk about cancel culture and i know cancel culture has been a pretty pretty divisive subject as of late especially since things have gone down since march um honestly i I mean to me it's a conundrum uh i think cancel culture has become an even more dangerous pandemic than the actual one that's going on right now um, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to get worse. I can't really say too sure, but I know it's not going to get any better considering the situation that people are in right now. And the fact of the matter is that people have time. That's really what it is. People have time. So as long as people have time, this is going to continue to be a thing. So now many, many of you guys are probably asking yourself, what exactly is cancel culture? You've probably heard the term plenty of times on the internet, social media and news and stuff, but you probably are not really quite sure of what exactly cancel culture actually means. So according to urban dictionary, which is where I got this from, this is the top rated definition. Cancel culture is a desire to cancel out a person or community from social media platforms. It is characterized by the response of an evil individual when they are shown to be wrong. They will call on their followers to report the social media accounts of the person or group that did the, dis- the criticizing rather than discussing the criticism or showing by evidence where the criticism is incorrect. Narcissists make up the majority of the people who engage in counterculture, I mean, in cancel culture and others who do this would become immature individuals. The example they give is Johnny was criticized for being vindictive against Janney and instead of discussing the problem Johnny called on his followers to report the account cancer culture style of the person who made the criticism Uh, there's a couple of other definitions here Um, this one is a little bit longer it says cancer culture is a social attitude that facilitates the unanimous agreement amongst multiple people that somebody is worthy of hate and slander due to controversial behaviors they have engaged in things like using racial or homophobic slurs saying the n-word and even offensive videos or tweets by you from several years in the past could lead to your cancellation the original goal behind this movement was to make people who were in positions of power feel the consequences of their actions they didn't want people's social status to shield them from the repercussions of their offensive behavior however cancel culture in many cases has led to a manifestation in large groups of people attempting to ostracize someone from society even before all the details of the controversy someone was involved in is available. In some instances, cancel culture is effective in uniting people to take down an ill-intentioned figure who was in a position of power, but in most cases it leads to immediate outrage, mob mentality, irrational thinking, and the spread of misinformation by people who want to capitalize on the controversy. The biggest problem with cancer culture is that it stifles people's ability to rehabilitate since people are more concerned with smearing someone's reputation rather than educating them on why their behavior was unacceptable. Thinking back on it now, I think that second second definition might have been the one that explained it the most. 
So in a nutshell, cancel culture is a social mindset where people agree to basically take someone down, cancel someone for something that they have done that might have been deemed and might have been deemed offensive. Now, the problem with cancel culture and lies in what the definition said that oftentimes we as a species are so quick to judge people are so quick to condemn people that we're not taking time that maybe realize that something that was said years ago may have been at a time where that individual wasn't in the right frame of mind you know people people grow people evolve people change over the years who you were as a teenager is not who you are as an adult and if you are that way you know you might have to look at yourself you might have to examine that and figure out why you're still that way um people have a people have a change of heart people have a change of mind you know it's all depending on who they interact with around that time you know there's been plenty of um i guess casualties so to speak of cancer culture some of them are justified some of them may not be you know r kelly is a person who's been canceled by um society not without good reason i mean the guy has done some pretty despicable things so you know that's one of those instances instances where it's okay um juicy smoulier or jesse smollett as you guys know but juicy smoulier he's one who's been canceled also by fabricating a story to you know receive some sort of sympathy and you know things like that because of the situation this which is not the right way to go should he have been canceled completely probably not but there should have been like a measure of trying to understand exactly what he was trying to accomplish here michael jackson you know michael jackson has been talked talked about ad nauseum about his about his allegations i will tell you right now that i am a big supporter still of michael jackson i will never not you know not be a supporter of him you know is i think it's already been proven that he is not he has never done the things that they are accusing him of doing despite how people feel about him having a childlike mindset i people at the end of the day have to understand that michael jackson was a man he was a grown-ass black man who was about his money he was about his money he was about his business a lot of people that's the, that's the side of michael jackson that a lot of people don't see that he was a man about his business about making his money about be, being an artist that he was about is no different from prince they were, they were they were both one and the same really they were both one and the same it's just that michael jackson had a higher level of popularity that ex kind of far exceeded um prince's but you get my point shane gillis you know he was a comedian that was hired by snl who was immediately fired from snl because of uh, unsavory comments he's made in the past now in retrospect it kind of does make sense for him to be canceled but that also depends on whether he whether he really thinks that way or if he's just making simple jokes or things like that i can't really say for sure i don't really know and the story came out like years ago you know just to keep running down it says demi lovato we all know the situation with james gunn james gunn was at one point canceled because of um unsavory you know tweets that he made you know any years ago i think this was before he was called on by the mcu to direct you know guardians of the galaxy you know he has essentially been for the most part uncanceled by um society because he is also working on guardians of the galaxy 3 as well as um these two aside squad for the dc cinematic universe most recently hartley sawyer who was a flash fame he played um ralph dibney aka the elongated man on the flash cbc series for the cw old tweets of his resurfaced from about I don't remember how many years ago, but and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record to tell you that I've read those tweets, and honestly speaking, those those tweets came off like the ravings of a mad person. The, they they came off like the words of a person who was in his right who wasn't in their right mind at the time. Did he believe in what he was saying? More than likely, but people believe people's beliefs change over the years. How many people you know who are like? super religious people that automatically become non-religious or atheist or agnostic after learning talking with people learning a few things it happens now hartley surya has apologized for those you know past tweets and stuff but 
nonetheless, you know, not only was he canceled by society, he was canceled by the CW. They had fired, they fired him right on the spot for those tweets. After those tweets were discovered, they fired him on the spot. And I don't know what they're going to do as far as the next season of The Flash, how they're going to work that out. But, you know, he is, he is unfortunately out of a job. Jenna Marbles essentially canceled herself before the society, before cancel culture could do it. You know, she had put out a video a few weeks ago talking about how people were coming at her, coming at her about videos that she had done in the past early in her YouTube care, YouTube career, talking about she was doing blackface and, you know, doing a lot of racial jokes. You know, she said that she didn't, she didn't mean to offend anyone. You know, again, she essentially canceled herself. Whether she's quit YouTube fully, we don't know yet, but she did say that she was taking a break from YouTube. Um, we haven't heard from her since. I to to me that was one of the um, that was one of the saddest, you know, casualties of um cancel culture. Unfortunately, because she, I mean, she eventually she eventually moved on a preemptive strike. She she canceled herself before the people could do it, which in hindsight is kind of a smart move. But anyone who's been on YouTube for a long time, or anyone who watches YouTube for a long time, knows that Jenna Marbles is probably one of the nicest most genuine YouTube personalities on the, on the platform. She's one, she's very, really one of the few, one of the few good, good hearted, um, YouTubers on the platform. Um, at the time when she made those jokes, again, they were just jokes. They were just jokes. And looking at the evidence, you know, I try to look at things very objectively to me. It wasn't blackface. She wasn't like full on blackface. I think we all, I think at this point in 2020, we all know what blackface is. We all know what blackface is. We all know what it means. We all know where it comes from. We can tell who's doing blackface and who isn't. It's for the same reason that, you know, people were trying to come at Robert Downey Jr. for his portrayal of um, Kirk Lazarus in Tropic Thunder. The whole point of his character was to be a joke. The whole The whole movie was a parody. The whole... Tropic Thunder was a complete parody of celebrities, actors, you know, filmmakers, you know, trying to make things authentic, things like that. That was the whole point. You know, Kurt Lazarus was meant to be a super method actor to the point where he would change his appearance to fit the character that he's supposed to be playing. And the whole point of it was it for it to be a joke. It was supposed to be a joke. Now, was it like complete blackface? No, it wasn't. Like, they, they handled it with care. I feel like they handled that situation with care. So much to the point, like, like any black person I know that has seen Tropic Thunder still laughs their ass off to it. I still laugh my ass off to it. I think Robert Downey Jr., as um his character, I think, I think that was the most hilarious part of the movie. I thought it was funny. Was I offended by it? Absolutely not. I, was, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was super hilarious. Like people who portray blackface were doing it to demean black black people. You know, whether they're doing blackface as slaves or like sambos or things like that. It was that. You know, I think Robert Downey Jr. did a great deal of, did as much as he can as, as far as respect to what his character was supposed to be about and the joke that they were trying to tell. So I have no problems with Robert Downey Jr. I have no problems with Jenna Marbles. You know, how many people have done caricatures of certain people as a joke? We we all do it. All of us do it. Dave Chappelle has dressed up as white guys plenty of times. Eddie Murphy has dressed up as white guys, you know. I, in, in all honesty, in my honest opinion, comedians should be kind of left off limits. You know, comedians are probably one of the last few people on this planet that tell the truth. Rather, granted, it's in the guise of comedy, but they are the last truth tellers that we have on this planet. In my honest opinion, comedians should be should be left alone. They should be left alone. Cancel culture has even gone as far as to, you know, cancel certain properties like, you know, Gone with the Wind was taken down off of um, HBO Max because of the depiction of racial tensions. My thing is those things are supposed to be there for a reason. They are there to teach us how things used to be and how things should never go back to. You know, I think Gone with the Wind has since gone back to being aired on TV. But like, you know, if anything, Eric put a disclaimer on it for the kids or something like that. It was like they do that with some cartoons. I remember Whoopi Goldberg did a disclaimer for a certain cartoons from back in the day that displayed, you know, 
how different things were racially during the time when those things were animated. It's there. You know, don't don't try to shield these people, especially these kids, from things that you think are detrimental. Teach it to them. Teach them teach them right and wrong. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to teach these kids right from wrong, and that's the way they're doing it. Show them that this was wrong during this time, and we don't do this anymore, and we shouldn't do this anymore. So now you understand. Give them an understanding, and that's the whole point. You know, J.K. Rowling is in the process of being canceled by the culture because of her statements on the transgender community. You know, I've seen a couple of instances where, in fact, I've seen one post on Facebook talking about how this person said, if, as a man, you choose, you you don't want to date a transgender person, that makes you transphobic. No, it, it really does not. You know, everyone is entitled to their preference. Whether you are a cisgendered individual, that means you prefer to date a person of the opposite sex. Whether you are, you know, gay, lesbian, pansexual, non-binary, you know, genderqueer, whatever spectrum you fall under. That is essentially your preference. You know, how you feel about yourself is one thing, but what you are attracted to is a preference. Is no different from like from picking certain foods that you eat. You have a preference for certain foods that you eat. You have a preference for certain drinks that you drink. You have a preference for certain shows, certain movies, certain you know whatever is a preference. That means it's your own personal choice because that's what you like. That's what you deem that you like. That's what a preference is. To sit there and call someone transphobic because they wouldn't date a transgender person, you know, that's kind of unfair. You can't do that because that person doesn't have a preference. Now, if there's people out there that have a preference for transgender people, then that's their preference. It is what it is. But you can't sit there and try to cancel people and try to call them transphobic because they they don't want to date a transgender person. I can tell you right now, I've seen some people who've transitioned that look great as the opposite sex. I've seen it. Is that my preference? No. I prefer cisgendered individuals. I prefer a cisgendered woman. I'm in a relationship with a biological woman. That's what that's what my preference is. You know, I have many different reasons for that preference. You know, one is an evolutionary, you know, imperative for me to pass on or create a new life. You know, I know there's many different ways you can do that now, but I prefer the old fashioned way. You know, intercourse and then, you know, if conception happens, then it happens. That's what that's my preference though. You know. Dave Chappelle, another prominent comedian who's constantly be trying to be canceled by culture. He's even spoken about this in his pro um in his um special Sticks and Stones where how cancel culture has gotten out of control. They are simply saying, you know, if you do something or say something that we don't like, we're going to find you and try to destroy your whole life. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, certain individuals I can understand, but others, why would you need to do that? General Marbles wasn't really hurting anybody. May may Could a joke have been a little bit tasteless? Probably. But that's not a reason to cancel her. That's maybe a reason to have a conversation with her. You know, have a discussion, talk about it. You know, I mean, again, those were from years ago. Those videos, that content was from years ago. She's changed since then. You can tell that she doesn't do that kind of stuff anymore. People change. People don't do the same thing anymore over the years. Or at least we like to hope that they don't do the same thing. Whatever it is. You know, the reason why I feel like it does... The reason why I feel like cancel culture does more harm than good is for a couple of reasons. One, it creates more entitlement. People have spoken out about this before, but I will say it here. I feel like cancel culture creates this extra air of entitlement in people where they feel like, hey, I'm outraged by this. I'm going to find more people that are outraged by the same thing, and we're going to lead a charge against this person who outraged me, and we're going to try to destroy them. Like, who are you to do that? 
Now, if it's something that's like, if, I mean, if it's a case where it's like a, a, a direct attack on you, that's one thing. If it's a direct attack on you, that's absolutely one thing. You have every single right in the world. You have every single right in the universe to defend yourself. But if it's something that somebody said that you took offense to, you you have a couple options. You can just not you can just ignore the person, not engage with that person, or you can let them know like you know something you said you know like really offends me, you know, like. I mean, if it's someone close to you, that's when you have that talk. Like something you said really offends me, and I'm not okay with it, and I prefer that you didn't talk that way about me or anything else that I'm that's connected to me. But when you when your first reaction is to just annihilate that person because something they said, whether especially if it's something that they said years ago, offends you right now, <clears throat> that's that's entitlement. That's seeking entitlement. That's seeking some sort of va validation. And it's like so that person, what was said by that person years ago, may not be how they feel now. <laughs> The only difference is that they just didn't erase it. They didn't wipe it. Or maybe they keep it there as a reminder of the person that they used to be. And they want to be reminded that this is what I used to be. I don't want to be that person anymore. You know, it creates a mob justice mentality. Again, going hand in hand with entitlement. You know, you, you find a group of people that feel the same way you do. And you create this mob and you attack this person. You know, mob justice only works but so far. <laughs> Mob justice only goes but so far. You know, if you find the right group of people and if your cause is just, then that's when it works. Hopefully. That's when it works, hopefully. Oftentimes, it may not work depending on who you're going up against. But oftentimes, when a mob justice mentality is in play, it can only lead to more disastrous things, in my opinion. In my opinion, it can only lead to more disastrous things. Only because of the simple fact that now, it's almost like the table to turn. Like the person who may have said that offensive thing, maybe with context, maybe without context. Now they're being ganged upon. Now they have a right for justification to say that these people are ganging up on me for something that I said years ago, which is happening. Which is happening in some cases. You know, mob mob justice has never really worked out for anyone unless it's done the right way. If you use the proper channels, if you come at it the proper way. You can possibly squash the situation before you even get any worse. Your immediate mode shouldn't be to just cancel that person, depending on who it is. Now, if it's a person who is can, who has a thought process that's detrimental to a group, then absolutely you have carte blanche to you know engage in cancel canceling of that person or that company or whatever. But if it's an individual who may have a different way of thinking at the time. You know, you gotta, you gotta open it for a little bit more leeway, but I'll get to that in a minute. It creates false outrage. Half of the people that join up in your mob probably aren't even offended by what you're offended by. They just want to join in in the outrage because it makes them feel good to, I don't know, take down someone or be bigger than somebody else. You know, it, there's that. You gotta be mindful of that. Much like the protest that, much like the protest starting when you know the death of George Floyd occurred, you had a lot of people who became were instigators. A lot of people who were part who became part of the unprotest, but only came there because they had ulterior motives. They came there to destroy. They came here to disrupt. They came. They weren't there for the um, reason that the other people were were there. You have to be very careful of that. It's the same thing with cancer culture. You let someone in who is feigning the outrage that you're feigning, but they're there for a completely different reason. You have to be careful. That's why it's, that's why it's important that you're not in, engaged in this mob justice mentality. You have to be very careful of that. It's a form of virtue signaling. It's definitely a form of virtue signaling. So virtual signaling, signaling is a term that's been going around for the past couple of months as well. Um, at first, I thought virtual signaling was something that people just threw around. But after I took, did a little bit of research and I realized virtual signaling is definitely a real thing. You know, it's basically where people are trying to condemn certain things, but they're only doing it in a way that makes them look good to everybody else. We, we, we don't need we don't need that. 
we don't need that. Nobody needs that. The African-American community doesn't need that. The um, LGBTQIA community doesn't need that. We don't need you out here virtual signaling for us. If you're down for the cause, be down for the cause. Understand that. But do not prop yourself up by doing this virtuous thing only because it props you up and makes you look good. If that's what you're in it for, then you can miss with that, miss me with that bullshit. Miss me with it. Miss any one of us with that bullshit. You know, don't, you know, virtual signaling is one of those things where it's like, it, can, it definitely can cause more harm than good. You know, in the realm of cancel culture, you know, if you're teaming up if, or if you're trying to lead, you know, lead the front and canceling someone because it would make you look good to the rest of the group, you're no better than, you're no better than the person that you're trying to cancel, essentially. Excuse me. You're no better than the person that you're trying to cancel. And I say to anyone, beware of the, beware of any form of virtual signaling. Be warm, be, be, be wary of any form of it at all. It's bullying and creates false superiority. It is. You're basically taking someone who may or may not have been engaging in bullying-like behavior, and you're becoming a bully to them. That's not always the case. Again, as a person who's trained in the martial arts for over 25 years, it's called self-defense for a reason. It's called self-defense in the regard that you only use it if you need to defend yourself. You, you don't use it as a preemptive strike unless you know for a fact that your life is in danger. If your life is not in danger, then there's no reason to knuckle up. There's no reason for that. It's the same thing with this. You know, when you go on the, when you go on the offensive and try to tear this person down without, you know, trying to get a little bit of context, a little bit more information, you become the bully. And we've been on this campaign for a couple of years on trying to stop bullying. But, you know, cancer culture can become a form of bullying. And, you know, if you go left unchecked, it becomes a sense, it creates a false sense of superiority. Now you feel like you can't be touched now. I'm doing the right thing. Again, it goes hand in hand with virtual signaling. I'm doing the right thing. I'm taking this bigot, misogynist, or whatever person down so yeah i feel good about it and you guys should make me feel good about it because i did the right thing according to who did you take the time out to talk to that person to understand that person um right now i'm thinking about the gentleman the african-american guy who meets with members of the kkk and befriends them and gets them to leave the kkk that's amazing. Dangerous, possibly, but that's amazing that a person took it upon himself, a black man took it upon himself to really try to sit and talk with members of the KKK and, and tell them like, you know, and then like, you know, he has a conversation with them. He hangs out with them. And then there's like, these people are really like, like, why am I, why do I hate this guy again? Why do I hate, why do I hate black people again? We, we share the same thing. We have the same commonalities. We share, some of us even share the same interests. Why do I hate him? You know, you know, things like that are the right way to go. But to, to go on, on the extreme offensive from the jump is never a good look. It's bullying. It's definitely bullying. And the fact that you have people that are supporting you creates a false sense of superiority that you should not be having. It doesn't leave room for growth and understanding, which again, it, that's the point that I was leading up to. Again, like I said before, people change. The way I thought when I was 16 or 26 isn't the same way I think about as a 36 year old. I'm 36 years old. My mindset at 26 isn't the same as my mindset as I was at 16. Everyone's mindsets change. Everyone evolves. Or let me let me let me be a little bit more clear. Any progressive person, any normal person who's just trying to live their lives, their mindset changes over time. The way they think about certain things, the way they behave about certain things, the way they react about certain things. 
it changes. It evolves over time. That's why kids are constantly going through different phases in their lives because they're trying to figure out who they are. Some of them realize that what they like, how many times have you heard people talk about how the things I used to do as a kid, I would never do that now. What was I thinking then? What was I thinking? You've heard, probably heard that term plenty of times. What was I thinking then? What was wrong with me? You have to leave that open. You have to, you, you cancel culture doesn't leave room for growth or understanding because you're not trying to sit down and have a dialogue with these people. You're just trying to cancel them, trying to erase them from social existence, trying to erase them from social media existence. You're trying to get rid of them instead of maybe having a dialogue with them, understanding what they were going through at the time when they said these things or did these things. You know, if you could do that, then you might you you might learn something. Now, if you come across someone who is not sorry for the things they said back in the day and they're and they're still saying it now, then you have room for justification for canceling. If it's that detrimental. See, my see, I I think differently than a lot of other people that I know. You know, like I said, I like to think look at things very objectively. I like to look at things not in black and white, but I like to understand certain spectrums of people's thinking. As far as racism is concerned, look, you can say whatever you want to me and you can say whatever you want about me. You can call me every which name you want to call me. It's not going to really bother me too much. The only time it's going to become a problem is if you try to put your hands on me or anyone that I love or care about. That's when it becomes a problem. That's when you're going to have to get these hands. But you can you can say whatever the heck you want about me. You can say whatever you want about me. It's not going to bother me. As long as you, you don't try to put your hands on me, it's whatever. Because I'm going to probably forget about it the next day. I'm of, the, I'm of the type where it's like people are kind of okay. I think people are a little bit okay to say what they want to say. You know freedom of speech and all that stuff. People are a little bit okay to say what they want to say. You don't have to agree with what they say. Absolutely not. You don't have to agree with them. That's what makes our society different. You don't have to agree with everything you see and everything you hear. But, you know, if something truly offends you, you you can have a talk with them. You know, if they're not going to see your point of view, then you have no choice but walk away. Walk away. Ignore them. Now, this isn't to say, you know... This doesn't go hand in hand with like anything going on with the protest. That's a different story. That's a case where it's like we've talked and talked and talked. We've tried to get you guys to see our point. We've tried to get you guys to understand, but you guys are just choosing not to understand. You guys may genuinely don't understand, but I think majority of you just choose not to understand. And that's when things have to go to the next step. The problem is with cancel culture, you guys are just going to you're going to level ten without stepping on level one yet you're going straight to level 10 that doesn't help because then it creates a it creates an air where the person that you're trying to cancel is probably going to lean into more into that behavior as opposed to walking away from it like they should have been and i don't think a lot of people in cancer culture are realizing that <laughs> and you know, one of the things that is why it does more harm than good, it, it lacks self-reflection. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's let's skip on the people that we're trying to cancel. What about you? What about yourself? Ask yourself, what could what is there anything you could have said or done in your past that might cause you to be canceled? <laughs> you know, these are things you gotta think about. Is there things, people you've associated with, things you've engaged in? Is there anything in your past or your present that will cause you to be canceled? And if so, how would you like to be, how would you like for it to be handled? Would you like a chance to say your piece, to argue your side, or would you just fold under the pressure of cancer culture? Is that what would happen? See, these are the things I'm thinking about. And again, Unfortunately, a lot of these, a lot of these modes of cancer culture are being handled behind a keyboard, behind a phone. They're handled behind a screen. It's not very often this is done face to face. It's handled behind some kind of platform 
The definition of that is why majority of this time cancel culture hits in social media platforms. Twitter is a big one of them. Twitter is one of the biggest resources for cancel culture. That's where a lot of it happens. Hartley Sawyer, Hartley Sawyer his tweets got exposed because somebody took the time out to dig these things up and expose them. Now, that and my girlfriend likes to say that might have been a case where Hartley Sawyer must have pissed somebody off for them to do that. Because I'm not to say that there's not people out there that I, that like, again, like I said, there's not saying that there's people that don't have time to do this stuff because given the current situation right now, people do have time. People definitely have time to do this stuff, but why? Why? What, what was that person doing that made you do that? Or what did that person do or say to trigger you to do something like that? You know, these are things you have to ask yourself, like, if I were caught in a situation, how would what would I do? How would I want it to be handled? How would I how would I handle it? Again, self reflection is always with the self. Always starts with the self first. Reflect, you know, make sure all your houses are in order before you try to tear somebody else's down. That's the way I see it. You know, like my 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 general thoughts on cancel cancel culture are is like it's a waste of energy, honestly. Unless it, unless you're targeting the right person, unless it's for the right reason, you know, if you're targeting someone who is a renowned racist, you know, a renowned bigot or a renowned misogynist or a renowned transphobe or something like that, if it's that situation, then yes, and you still kind of got to do it in the right steps, still got to do it the right way. For instance, like. There's, there's people that who are being canceled that don't need to be canceled, but there's people who should be canceled but are not, you know. And these are just my personal opinions. Like, you know, I look at, um, I look at, you know, I look at a lot of these, you know, black conservatives. And not to say that there's anything wrong with being a black conservative. You can be whatever you want on the political spectrum. You can be a black liberal, black conservative, far left, far right, whatever. Because to me, it's all one big joke. The political, the two-party system is a big joke to me. It really is. The two-party system is a complete joke to me. But that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> but, you know, I look at a lot of these black conservatives who are essentially pandering to their white conservative counterparts. You know, people like Candace Owens, which Dave Chappelle has talked about. She's probably the worst of the worst, Candace Owens. You know, the, or now they call themselves the conservative twins those guys you know you know from what they were doing a few years ago to what they're doing now i'm not saying that they don't i'm not hate i don't i'm not saying that they can't be trump supporters they can definitely be trump supporters i know a lot of people of color who are trump supporters it is what it is but you're but they're what's the word i want to use but their method of getting their word out or their the, the method of which to use their platform now Is, is pandering is is complete pandering it's is pandering to a certain demographic that knows they will listen and i know part of the reason why especially with the conservative twist i know part of the reason why that happens because of what happened with youtube with the adpocalypse the adpocalypse through a lot of channels in disarray some cha some channels have to shut down because of the adpocalypse because a lot of the changes to the algorithm in youtube a lot of channels have to shut down a lot of channels were losing revenue so they had to make a change to their platform the Hodgkins were one of them, you know, before they were doing comedic videos, advice videos, or they were just talking about weightlifting. Now, what now, what are they doing? I can't, I can, I can't begin to tell you what went through my mind when I first saw, when I saw a video, a recent video of theirs, like last month and they were, and what they were talking about. And then I saw the name title and it said conservative twins. I was like, Oh my God. Now, granted, I was never subscribed to their channel. I would watch their videos here and there. I hadn't watched them in like maybe years. I don't watch them. But to see that they switched their platform from this to that, it, it, it took me back. It took me back. Now, ideally, I put it shouldn't be bothered by it because, again, I don't watch them. But to see that kind of drastic change is amazing. And it's the same thing that goes for Candace Owens, who was a... Democrat supporter and a liberal at one time. 
to complete to do a complete 180 and, and go to the other side. Not that she doesn't have the right to do that. She definitely has the right to do that, but it's very suspect when stuff like that happens. Very, very suspect when I see stuff like that. You know, other characters, other other guys like Larry Elder, you know, he, he, he's one. Um, the Officer Tatum, he, he's another one. He's definitely one that I, that I, I mean, I mean, I have a lot of questions about him. You know, he seems to be fairly young. He might be younger than me, but he was a police officer who retired early. I don't know anyone who retires that early, unless it's a health-related reason why you have to retire, or maybe you weren't cut out for the job or something like that, but to retire that early, and, you know, like, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I just look at a lot of the, I look at a lot of these guys, you know, who a lot of these black conservatives, and the term that gets thrown around a lot about a lot of these guys is grifters, and I have to agree, I have to agree. You know, all these guys, they're they are again, they are pandering to a certain demographic, and they're really doing it because they're getting paid for it. Now, the only one who I could probably see really believes in what he's saying is probably Larry Elder. He looks like the type of person that I can probably see really believes in what he's saying. I'm not sure about Candace Owens. I'm really not. She she could be very well. Um, she could very well believe what she's saying. The, the conservative twins probably do as well. The officer Tatum, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they probably do believe in what they're saying. But I just honestly feel like these guys are getting some type of revenue from their stance right now that is very suspect to me. And I've said it before and I say it again. You've heard a lot of people say this before. Also, those people do not speak for us. Those grifters, those black conservatives don't speak for us, the African-American community. They don't. And I'm pretty sure they don't speak for a lot of other black conservatives as well. They don't speak for us. And we make that sh perfectly clear. But I'm not going to go out of my way to cancel them. In my mind, they might be canceled. I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, no, I never need to listen to another word these people have to say, ever. But I'm not going to go out of my way to <clears throat> destroy their reputation or, you know, things like that because they haven't really said anything. I mean, it's debatable. I mean, the things they have said could are things that could be very detrimental to the black community, maybe to other black conservatives, you know, things like that. But until it's something that does like complete harm to me, I'm just going to go on my way to not pay those guys any attention. I'm not. It's as simple as that. Um, but overall, as far as cancel culture is concerned, it can be used for good. It can, it can definitely be used for good. But they, the, everyone, you have, to, you have to get away from the keyboard. You have to get away from the phone. You have to get away, you have to get away from the screen. If you really want to, if you want to really be about serious cancel culture, you have to take it to a different level. You have to start going after these people that really deserve to be canceled. All these people that are involved in these pedophile rings, that should be top priority. In my mind, kids are always going to be off limits, which is why like when people talk about Trump, I don't usually mind it. When people talk about Trump, it's whatever, but leave his son alone. Baron, off limits. He should not be touched. I think people were trying to say something about him when Trump first got elected. I'm like, no, I would tell people like, you know, you can talk about Trump all you want, but his son off limits, his son should be off limits. Baron Trump should be left alone because I'm pretty sure he didn't want any of this. He's just trying to live his life. His older kids, Trump Jr. and the rest of them. Yeah, sure. You can go after them too. Cause they're working with him. But Baron, he's an innocent bystander in this. So he should be left alone. Kids in my honest opinion should be left alone. They are off limits, no matter what. So if you want to cancel some people, cancel these people who are a part of these pedophile rings. Ghislaine Maxwell, I, I, I need her to name some names, man. She needs to name some names and get this thing popping. She needs to be on 24-7 Suicide Watch. She, like, she, she, she got to name names. She has to name names. You know, if you, if you want to cancel them, cancel these neo-Nazi white supremacists. Cancel them. You know, cancel all these people that have an agenda that's going to be detrimental to a certain set of individu individuals. Cancel them. Canceling someone because of some bullshit they said years ago when they probably weren't in their right frame of mind. Probably not the best way to go. Probably not the best way to go. So, 
just to close this video up a little bit, these are just some of the things that I think how we can cancel, how we can combat cancel culture. First things first, th let's start thinking critically, folks. It's, it's not a lost art. Thinking, critical thinking is not a lost art, folks. We can still do it. It's still allowed to, we're still allowed to do that. So, <clears throat> I say, start thinking critically. Start analyzing a lot of these situations. You know, if you see a tweet, analyze that tweet. Find out what they mean. Like, talk to them. Reach out to them. DM them. Like, what did you mean when you said this? You know, like, I have my assumptions, but I want to just get it from the horse's mouth. You know, that that's what you just think. Think, you know, think critically. Explain why you're offended. Don't just say you're offended. Explain why you're offended. Tell us why you're mad. You know, you know what do we always what do we always tell children, or what should we always tell children? You know, I don't have any kids yet, but like, you know, one of the things that you should all one of the things one of the things I always try to tell kids because I I only I teach kids karate and I work in the school system. One of the things I always try to tell kids that are upset, I, just, I tell them, tell me what is upset, what is troubling you, what's bothering you. You have, I mean, you have to tell us why you're upset, because if you can't tell us what to, uh, why you're upset, excuse me, we don't know how to fix it. And that's always been my thing. That's a personal thing for me. My thing is always, not, not just because I'm a guy, but it's just the way I think. If you're upset, Tell me why you're upset so we can try to find a way to fix this. Now, if you're one of those people that just wants to vent, just to vent, that's cool. But in all honesty, find someone that you can vent to. You know, not to say that your significant other isn't a person to vent to. That's okay. But you got to be mindful because if you're in a relationship with someone who's automatic, whose automatic mode is to fix your problems. And if you don't, if there's instances where you don't want your problem fixed, you got to let them know that you got to let your significant other know that, you know, but that's how my mode, my thing is, if you tell me what the problem is, I'm going to work to try to fix it. And that's how it should be. Like if you're upset, if you're offended, tell me why you're offended so we can fix this problem instead of you trying to go out of your way to just cancel a person without giving them any context as to why they're being canceled tell to them again this is leading to the next thing where you got to leave room open for dialogue leave room open for dialogue just tensions are very high right now they're very high right now so it's very easy for people to get triggered by anything but what separates us from other mammals on this planet is because is that we have well most of us have higher level brain function we're able to understand different dichotomies so all that being said you have to leave room for dialogue you have to have a discussion how many people have said how many people have made a comment or something that probably offended someone you know and maybe they're making the comment because they don't understand the context of what they're saying they're maybe they probably saying something from a realm of ignorance many people have said if you if you can change my mind or if you have another viewpoint, talk to me about it. I think that's what JK Rowling is saying too. I think she's inviting people to have a conversation. That's my thing. I'm always about that too. Let's have a conversation. You know, dialogue is very key. Dialogue is super key. And a lot of people don't seem, a lot of people seem to forget that dialogue is very key. It's very important to the building of a lot of bridges. Dialogue is the key to building a lot of bridges. Now, if you if you disagree, then that's one thing. But you won't know that unless you have a dialogue. You won't know for sure unless you have a conversation. And then the last things, last thing I have to say is what we can do to combat cancel culture is to make sure you get the facts straight. That comes from open dialogue. Get the facts straight and use those facts for good. We're, we live in a world right now where people are so quick to get information so they can use it against someone. No, get all the facts, get all the right facts and then use it for good. Whatever information you get, if an information is credible and it would squash a problem, that's when you use it. 
Don't use it to create more problems. Don't do that. You know, but you know that's that's pretty much my spiel on cancel culture. Uh, again, my good friend um, asked me to talk about it, and um, I know there's probably a whole bunch of other names of people who are who have been canceled, who are in, who are in the process of being canceled, or are probably not canceled anymore. You know, it's a lot to. It's a lot to ingest. It's a lot to ingest. Um, my hope is, if cancel culture is still going to be a thing, let's hope. Let's hope we can use it for good. Let's actually. Let's actually target people that need to be canceled. Let's target people and organizations and things that need to be canceled. Let's do that. Don't. Let, let, let's not waste time with an individual who's, like trying to get their stuff together or trying to get their shit together or, or is trying to uh you know write things from their past and things like that you know let's go over the people who are doing some serious evil some serious crime let's get let's get those people let's cancel them not these other people uh, but in any case if you're watching on YouTube post your comments in the comment section below let me know what you think about the um about what mom cancel culture what are your thoughts on this if you're listening to the podcast um you know definitely follow um subscribe if i believe that's a thing on podcast and subscribe to my podcast um if there's a topic that you want me to talk about you know feel free to send it my way you know and i'll do it on it um like i said i'm the, the podcast is chicken i'm going to try to have the podcast loaded up every saturday morning um, whether it's pre-recorded or recorded on the spot, I want to do. I, don't, I want to try to do it every Saturday morning. I want to have the podcast up for you guys to listen to over the weekend. Uh, the video for this will be up, you know, whenever I get the chance to edit it. So it is what it is. Um, if you enjoyed my video, hit the thumbs up. If you didn't, hit the thumbs down. Same thing with the podcast. If you enjoyed this cast, you know, hit the thumbs up, hit the thumbs down. You know, share share this with any of your friends who might be interested. And of course, subscribe if you enjoy what you see in here. I am out, folks. Peace.